Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. I tell you what. We got the disco ball spinning in the background. That's right. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, but it's all about the 70s this week. This is Rob Pitts, your host with the most... I like that. I'm kind of going in with that 70s style. I hear you. That's right. That's right. And we got Breezy and Smitty in the studio. Hey, DJ Rob. What's happening, yo? That's what I'm saying. Ain't no jive turkeys around oh, here. Jive turkeys. And we got Kobe Miller, local builder, right here in the studio with us. What's up, guys? That's right. And of course, we got the professor himself, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst, and one sly cat. Put your <laughs> hands together for Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's happening, Frog Eye, Alabama? Frog Eye, Alabama. Oh, Frog That sounds like a hit place. (laughs) Oh, man. I tell you what, guys. We're talking all about the 70s this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And I'll be honest with you, no matter who you are, there's a car from the 70s you love. Everybody. I know a lot of people want to make fun of these 70s cars. But I'll tell you something. Some really neat cars and some influential cars came out of the 70s. Got to respect the the 70s. Yes, sir. Like Saturday Night Fever, the Bee Gees, Disco Inferno. Just say it. Yeah, I mean, everything. Music, movies, cars, vans. Vans? Vans. And not the shoes. Candy paint. Yeah, that's right, because I'm over the age of 12. I can't wear the shoes. Watch it. Watch it. Smitty wears <laughs> the shoes all the time. What did he you get those at? Kids Foot Locker? No. From a van store. Sorry, Kids Foot Locker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shopping in the boys' department? <laughs> Oh, you Young wearing your kids, kids, sister's kids? No, these are vans, dummy. Vans. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys. I mean, there were some really cool cars in the 70s. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, 70s came in strong. And it's it's so weird. Like, in the 80s cars, you know, we think about it, they started out kind of on a low, and they went up as the 80s went on. Yeah. The 70s was the polar opposite. They started at the top in horsepower. And drop like a rock, steady. Oh, yeah. All the way to the bottom. To, I mean, <laughs> dead bottom. But, I mean, you got to think about some of this, the, the no-brainer 70s cool cars. First thing that pops in my head is a 1970 Chevelle. How about you, Kobe? Me, I would have to go with, like, your 70 Mustang Boss or even, I would say, like a Pontiac Firebird Trans Am type deal. How about you, Smitty? How about the Ford Pinto? That is a very 70s car. Very. That's a very 70s car. That We're was going, my mom's first car. That was probably a lot of people's mom's first car. That's true, too. Was it the station wagon, or was it? The, oh, no. It no? You, might have, you, you might have been made in a Pinto. I don't like to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, clo- I've closed those off. Yeah. We don't talk about that. Dude, my mom's told me all kinds of stories about her and her cousins jumping in the, in the Pinto after work. Going straight to the beach, hitting the Bowery up, and hanging out with Alabama before they were Alabama. You yeah, his mama saying? was a groupie. Hanging yeah, out with Alabama groupie. in South Carolina. Exactly. In the Pinto. In a in Pinto. The Pinto. There's and, so many wrongs in that. You well, know? I, you know, I agree. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know it's just shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. Breezy. Give me an iconic 70s car that you love. I'm a Chevelle girl, but I'm going to have to say the Datsun Z. 
Z cars. Now mm-hmm. that's a good one. I'm yeah. about, and you talk about a car that's gotten extremely popular. Yes. The JDM craze is going nuts. But also, you got them Chevy boys be getting a hold of them, putting them LS motors yeah, in. Oh, yeah. You yep. see more with LSs in than you see with Z car motors yeah. in them anymore. Professor, I know you chomping at the bit to give us something odd and crazy and probably with a four-cylinder in it out of the 70s. <laughs> no, not a lot of cool four-cylinder uh, 70s cars. First thing I think about would be uh, like a Bandit Trans Am. Now that is iconic. Oh, yeah. When I can you, totally see Richard with that. Yeah, I oh, could, yeah. Richard, you could put the hat on. And grow you like a porn stash. Yeah, It'd be perfect Man, with the four, with the four fifty five in it. Oof! Well, shoot, I'll tell you what. The band trans. I wish had a four fifty five in it. That that four hundred or the four hundred three, yeah. the six six. That was a joke. Yeah, that yeah, was a that joke. Was... And the four hundred with the four speeds were a little better. I trade the four fifty five for T tops. Yeah, t- <laughs> see, that's the thing though, because these cars sold extremely well. One, because you had no choice, and two. <laughs> But they sold on style. Yes. And, I mean, you got to think about it. A T-top Trans Am with your engine turn dash and that flat steering wheel, shaker hood scoop. With the eagle on it. Attached to the same motor. It was in a Delta 88. But still, (laughs) we ain't thinking like that. But you know what I mean. Like, that's an iconic car. You want to start jumping bridges and dating Sally Fields and things like that. I want to start dating Sally Fields anyway. The bad thing is she looks like Miss Doubtfire now, though. That's the only bad part. Yeah, but it was like way on into life before she started looking like that. You know what? I mean, when, when Sally Fields starts doing arthritis commercials, that's bad. That's Frog. Yeah. Makes yeah. Get arthritis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Frog was a tadpole back then. Yeah. There you go. Frog looks like a dragon now. <laughs> Bless her heart. Yeah, but you got a hundred good years with her. <laughs> what about we did. fail cars in the 70s? Oh, man. So be... many bad ones. Ugh. The bad ones. We're only going to be here for two hours, Cody. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. but there's so many bad ones. And Richard's like, but they're so good. <laughs> they're so cool. Yeah, some of the ones that Kobe's talking about as the bad ones are probably like some of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, Richard, like, if you like were... Like a Corvair or something. Like, Richard, if you were a child of the 70s, like, like you grew up in the 70s, and you grew up in the tail end of the 70s, you're like me. Me and you are in the same boat on this. But, like, say, if, if, if we were 10 years older, I could imagine you having, like, a Bricklin SV1 poster hanging up in your room. I could see that. I could see that. Maybe not the Bricklin specifically, but, uh, yeah. I like you strike me as more as a Bradley GT type guy. I wouldn't mind a Bradley GT today, actually. I think they're cool. They are cool, except for... The Brand doors that kind of like fasten like a, a gate. You know, it's got like the same latch like a toolbox has you gotta on it. you got to open the door with both hands so it doesn't get warped. Yeah, really. The uh, It's got a prop rod for your door. <laughs> That's quality. <laughs> you know, there's actually a funny story about the Bradley GT. You know, the name Bradley GT it was actually derived between the company. Two guys started it. And then they came up with this fake name. I'm trying to remember the name for the life of me. But it was like a very generic name. And then they had this guy that was like a spokesperson, and that was his name. And everybody thought that he was the founder of Bradley GT. He was just a spokesperson. And it was actually two guys, and they thought it was the biggest joke ever. <laughs> that they had this guy that everybody thought was Mr. Bradley GT, and it was just like somebody they dreamed up. He was actually like a salesperson for them. But they used him in all the all the ads and all that stuff. Kind of like Joe Azuzu in the 80s. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, Azuzu took a play from the Bradley GT playbook. But definitely, definitely a cool, odd 70s car. But, you know, there's so many really, really good ones. I mean, how about, how about cool cars that came out in the 70s? How about the Lamborghini Countach? Oh, man. 1974. Yeah, see, that's, that's one after my own heart right there. I mean, 
The Countach is probably the most poster-printed automobile ever made. Yeah, you know, that one think. even went on into the 80s as, po- as poster and, and, wear. The, and, and it got sexier mm-hmm. every year. It did. That, that to me, the first-gen Countaches were, eh, when you start getting into the 80s, it's especially. Like tops and all that. 4,000 Quattro valves. and oh. Yeah, they, they started getting pretty freaky looking then. Well, I want to tell you something. We'll talk about freaky. How about Cannonball Run? What yeah. those two chicks? Now, they both look pretty rough now, but back then, I mean, I know we're talking about Sally Field and all that good stuff, but I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, one of the high parts of that movie. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I've never wanted to buy a Lamborghini so bad in my life. <laughs> like, like the, that's the image that pops in my head. When I think of Lamborghini Countach, I instantly think about the chicks in the jumpsuits. Yeah. <laughs> like, instantly. I don't think about, you know, quattro valves or anything you just mentioned. <laughs> I think about the chicks in the jumpsuits. Were they twins? No, 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 they weren't twins. No, they weren't twins. They were just friends. No, no, no. The reason why I'm, I, I thought they were the double mint twins. No, 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 no. But no, 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 no. it'd have been way cooler if they were. But yeah. no, they weren't twins. The uh, way cooler if they. Yeah, were. that would have been way way cooler. <laughs> what? That would. All right, we're talking about cars okay. in that the seventies. That would have just checked cars. another box right there for, <laughs> for for the old Rob. But uh, yeah, I'm just reminiscing. Sorry, don't mind me. And uh, but anyway, so cool. What else? Someone get the hose. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, but talking about cool cars of the 70s, I mean, there's so many. And that's what we're talking about, you know, because there's so many that, that, that people have forgotten about. And, and and we've compiled a list of really cool ones. And you'll be proud of us. When I say we compiled a list, we, like, really did. We didn't steal this from anybody. Like, this is a real list. Yeah. I'm proud. Like, yeah, I'm proud. Yeah, we, we did homework. We yeah. all did a lot of homework. And our dog didn't even eat it. We have it. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. We got Smitty and Breezy in the studio. Hey, guys. What's happening? That's right. Mini truck and matrimony right Mini there. The hot rod matrimony. power couple. Dude, I love that. I do, too. I ain't even yeah. lie. I love it. It just sounds great. It does. It just sounds nice. <laughs> and then we got local builder Kobe Miller in the studio. Howdy, guys. And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself. Rocking his bell-bottom britches and butterfly collars. What's <laughs> happening in Beaver City, Indiana? That's right. I tell you what, we're talking cars of the 70s this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And, you know, we want to talk about, I mean, everybody knows about the 70s Chevelles and the Boss Mustangs. Like, we're talking about these cars, that's a no-brainer. They're great. But I think we should talk about some of the more odd rides Ooh, of the 70s. One. What's that? The Reliant Robin. Wasn't that little three-wheel go-kart thing? Yeah, the one that flipped go-kart. over every time you turned it. <laughs> Steve Urkel drove one of them. No, that was a BMW. That was an Isetta. That was Isetta. Those are very valuable yes, cars now. Very. Those are very valuable cars. Very. Guy here in, would you in would you Greenville rock would, would you rock a Robin, Richard? Um, maybe once. <laughs> I don't think you want to rock it too hard because it'll flip over. <laughs> I think you're only gonna get it once on three wheels. Yeah, I mean. When I got a car on three wheels, I don't want to start that way. I want to do something to get it there. I think we could have a lot of fun doing a little race out in the parking lot in it, you know. Well, you don't want to make too tight of a turn. I'm just saying. Parking lot's not that big here. I see an insurance claim coming up really quick. I would want to make sure my seatbelt worked well. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I want to be on three wheel is if, you know, there's some hydraulic pumps pumping, kicking the third wheel in the air. That's Hitting switches. Way. Yeah, hitting switches. Such an OG. Oh, yeah. 
Such an OG. You no job turkey there. No job turkey over here. I warn you, the 70s references are going to flow like a raging <laughs> river today on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in my platform boots. I love it. I'll tell you one, speaking of safety, how about the Brickland SV1? <laughs> now that's, when I first saw the Brickland SV1, the first thing that popped into my mind is this thing's some kind of exotic Lamborghini oh, yeah. something. That's Richard's. That's right up Richard's alley. Yeah, first time I thought, uh, first time I ever saw one, I thought it was like a fake DeLorean, not knowing, of course, that that was pre-DeLorean, and really, DeLorean was a fake Bricklin. Yeah, really. Yeah, it really yeah. was. But you know something interesting, and uh, Breezy, you threw this out here because you're the import girl. Oh yeah, the the whole Subaru thing. Yeah, that 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 Bricklin, the 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 guy that started Bricklin. Ended up starting Subaru. Exactly. And, and you know, I'm on the import side, so I have to give my import roots a little shout-out on that one. I want to tell you something. If the Bricklin is the roots of the Subaru, they're in trouble. That could have been the reason why it kind of failed. I yeah. mean, we, we were we were raging pretty hard on the Brat last week, but the, the SV1, you don't come back from that. Well, I mean, it's, it's fiberglass in the 70s, dude. I mean, I'm a fiberglass guy myself, and... I don't see how good the fiberglass industry was in the 70s. Corvettes did just fine. <sighs> it's oh, because Corvettes. everybody buys them, parks them in their garage, and nobody drives them. Nobody drove their SV1 either. You know why? Because they were broke. That's why. It's the safest car ever. You know why? Because you can't get in a wreck exactly. if you're not driving it. If it's running hot on the side of the road, I mean, there's no danger there. So tell us stalling. about the now, 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 Professor, now tell us about the SV1. What were they well, powered by? Um, the first ones were actually 351 Windsors, and then they went to a 360 AMC. But the thing that I think about most when I think about the Brickland was a road test I read many, many years ago testing the Bricklin against the 75 Corvette. Now, mind you, we're talking about a 75 Corvette, and all it kept talking about was how much better built the Corvette was than the Bricklin. <laughs> wow. GM cars in the 70s weren't exactly known for being the best built vehicles in the world, and they're saying it's better than the Bricklin. A lot better. A lot better. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty bad one right there. The Bricklin, But it was a, it was a cool design. It was a cool idea. I think it was really built on ho- hopes and dreams. It was. It was yeah. severely underfunded. Like like the Bricklin, if you had told me, like he later on started like the Chia Pet, I would believe it. Yeah. Not Subaru. Or the inventor of the Yugo or something like that. Yeah, exactly. The Yugo. The Yugo to the United well, States he did He did invent the Yugo, too. Oh, did he invent yes. the Yugo? I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Subaru, Subaru and Yugo. Yeah. Now that brings the whole import scene <laughs> all around into right that there. one circle. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. That is a problem with the imports. There we go. We done figured it out. I'm ready for a Yugo craze. Yeah. Custom Yugos. I'm not. I'd love to see a chop top GL Yugo come cruising by. That is a thing. With there are like there are Yugo clubs and stuff. There's people that are religious about them. With 20, there really are. You know with what? 20 horsepower. I sound almost sound like my dad when I say this. This world's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it's not even safe to leave the house no more. You know what? That's just it, not if you're on the road with a Zubaru, a Brooklyn, and a Yugo. <sighs> Makes me want to just send my driver's license in. Yeah, yeah. Just no. Just not a safe place no more. I'm just glad we drive you know steel cars and trucks around here. <sighs> Killing me. Well, and what was you even made out of, like aluminum foil or something? I don't even know, dude. I think leftover or what is, at that time, would have probably been 
Pabst Blue Ribbon beer can. <laughs> maybe, maybe like a Yugoslavian beer or something. Like the Yugoslavian oh. equivalent to Pabst Blue Ribbon. Like I hope they make way better beer than they do cars. That might be why them guys are so angry over there all the time. I don't know. Or at least they sound angry. Bad beer and bad cars will do it. Every yeah, time. I mean, every because time. you're pushing your car everywhere you got to go. Why wouldn't you be mad? Tell you what, if, had a, if you don't develop a thirst doing that, you'll drink anything. Yeah. All right. I got another one for you. How about the Stutz Blackhawk? Mm-hmm. That, I'll, now, I'll, that's a straight-up OG pimp yes. ride. Yes. Any, any Stutz vehicle, I mean, with them big monster headlights and stuff in there, that's just... Yeah, That's sex. But you got to think about it. They took 30 styling and brought it into the 70s. Exactly. Yes. And I yeah. mean, think about it, dude. If you've got Elvis, you got old Willie Nelson, Lucille Ball, and George Foreman driving around in them. So you telling me we got the grill man himself. The grill man. We got the redheaded stranger. I love yeah. Lucy. I love Lucy. And Elvis the pelvis. Elvis rocking the pelvis. a Stutz. Exactly. Stutz. I mean, that's the epitome of cool right there. That's all you need on your resume, dude. I don't, I don't feel, I'll be honest with you. Maybe that's where the Bricklin went wrong. They didn't have the star power. Exactly. I don't think Elvis probably owned a Bricklin. I don't even think no. Willie knows what a Bricklin is. I don't no. think anybody really owned one. I think he owned them. <laughs> well, he only made like seven, you know. <laughs> if, if Willie did own one, he definitely forgot about it years ago. Yeah, well, yeah. Willie, the medicine yeah. he takes for he his glaucoma. Yeah, he don't yeah. really remember anything even now. Yeah, I'll tell you something. We can't forget those East commercial breaks. Oh, always uh, on us. Always on us. Every time we get going good, we got to stop again, guys. I tell you what, we're talking some really hot 70s cars right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. We got Smitty and Breezy in the studio. Hey, Rob. Can you dig it? I can dig it. I, think I knew pretty, that you could. I think that's pretty groovy. 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 We got local builder Kobe Miller in the studio. Just digging away. Just digging away. And, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins himself. Y'all are also witty. What's going on, beer bottle crossing Idaho? Sounds like a happening place. Could you imagine filling out an envelope with that on it? That's a pretty long city. That's what I'm screaming. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I like, how does a beer bottle cross anyway? I don't get well, it. Well, through AA. I guess. <laughs> Possible. That's a good one. That's Three, a good one. Where you throw out all your <laughs> yeah. road beers. Yeah. That's beer bottle crossing. I wonder if you can get a DUI in beer bottle crossing. <laughs> I'm sure it's a rite of passage. Could you imagine the cop car saying that on the side of them? <laughs> that would be funny. That's actually epic. We're going to have to Google that. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably just say police. Road so, trip. But speaking of epic 70s cars, there are some epic exotics in the 70s. Oh, yeah. You know, we talked about the Countach a little bit, and the Countach is just one of those iconic 70s, 80s cars to me, even more than the 80s probably. But the Countach was, you know, a great supercar. I mean, it was, in my opinion, one of the very first super supercars. When you yeah. say that, Richard? Yeah, it was almost what we would call like a hypercar today. But, exactly. Um, um, I mean, you know, everybody wants to go. What, what's what's the one? Uh, what's that? Con starts with a K. What's the real? Oh, uh, Coenseg. Yeah, like that was the Countach of the seventies. Yeah, it was like nothing nobody had ever seen. And then, or like the C four Corvette. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. Here we go. I think, no, I, I think personally, I think what started the supercar craze is the Pantera. I think the 72 Pantera, 71, 72, 73 Pantera, 
started the supercar craze. I like the Pantera, and the Pantera is the happy medium between the Countach and another favorite of mine, probably my all-time favorite exotic car, the Ferrari Daytona. I absolutely love those cars. And I have to admit, though, the reason I love those cars is because of the replica ones. Based on what? <laughs> a the Corvette. Fiero replica. No, no, no. They're not Fieros. These are Corvettes. Yeah. They were based. It's Which so funny. They made deal. a Ferrari. <laughs> but this is the thing. You know, you took a V12, because they were V12 Ferraris, right? Yeah, 4.4 liter, 365 horsepower. And they replaced it with an L82 Corvette. <laughs> so you've got Ferrari styling. GM performance and reliability. You made the perfect car. A guy named Mc, what was his last name? McBurney. McBurney, that, yeah. That made these cars. And actually, he pulled a mold off a real Daytona that was being restored in the early 80s. And this car was so exact that Ferrari actually sued him for, yeah. for making this. Ferrari sued everybody for making kits, well, but he got yeah. it. He, he started it all. Yeah, and he made, he made a Daytona that to be honest with you, because it was the same wheelbase as a Corvette, and everything worked. You got to think about it. A Corvette's no slouch. It's a sports car. And reliability-wise, it's a yeah. hundred times the car that Daytona ever thought about being. Yeah, probably a little bit more reliable. But as far as like performance goes, like as the American cars went, well, essentially to crop in the 70s, the European cars never missed a beat. They just kept getting faster and faster and faster. Well, they didn't have to deal with the EPA like we had to do, that's too. That, that's the big difference. But McBurney got in a lot of trouble with it. And a lot of people don't know this, but even the car they used on Miami Vice, the Daytona, that, that uh, what was his, uh, what's his name? Um, Tom Selleck? Crockett. Crockett and Tubbs. Tubbs and Crockett. Yeah, it was Tubbs and Crockett, but what's what's the guy's name? Don Johnson. Don, Don Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Like they say he even had a song out in the 80s. Yeah. But... <laughs> Who didn't? Bruce Willis had a song out in the 80s, which is even scarier. But that was a kit car. That was a McBurney kit car. Absolutely. I mean, you can't crash, you know, 37 Daytonas in the filming of a TV show. So it made a lot more sense. But, I mean, that's still, that's a beautiful car. True spoke wires. Oh, man. Black. They even had the Daytona seats in it, uh, which is a very iconic thing that they actually offer in new Ferraris today. But the the kit that they offered it had the interior, it had the yeah, nardy, they even had the dash. Everything changed out. The Nardi Woods uh, steering wheel, the Daytona seats. Oh yeah, I mean these were th- this was a really well built kit, and I mean Ferrari actually contacted the producers of the show Miami Vice and told them it's pretty bad that you're using a fake Ferrari and for a real one in your show, and they actually gave them that white Testarossa. They only had one, and they filmed all the rest of the Miami Vices with that one Daytona. Yeah, and they had some Or one Testarossa, rather. Yeah, one real one. That was like the hero car, and then a whole bunch of white Fieros. (laughs) Yes, Fieros. Nobody's missing those. But we're talking about iconic cars of the 70s, and, you know, we're talking about that. The Daytona was a gorgeous car, but the Pantera, that was a neat car. The baddest car I think that ever come out of the seventies to me. I mean, when you got Ford Power, three fifty one Cleveland pushing out over three hundred horsepower in a rear, well, you might as well say mid engine, just lightweight car. That was way ahead of its time, I think. Extremely ahead of its time, and I've told the story numerous times. But my dentist, who is the coolest dentist ever, done three amazing things in my life. One, he kept me cavity free. Two, he's the track champion at Greenville Pickens Speedway. And three, he drove a Pantera to work every day. Yes. 
that Every day? Robert Jarvis is the man. When you have now, if you could have got them together in the late 70s, early 80s for next to nothing, you now they're over six figures. Yeah, these are some very thought? expensive cars. Very expensive cars. I seen one the other day. It was just a middle of the road car. I mean, it was a driver at best. It was ninety two grand. Yeah, for a seventy one Pantera. And I'll be honest with you, they're kind of ugly unless they're modified. I think they're beautiful regardless. I mean, especially the seventy two with the little split bumper. It's almost like going back to this the seventy Camaro split bumper. Whenever you split. Bumper something, it just looks way better than having this long rubber bumper. Uh, across it, and it, I mean, it's a good looking car, but when you see one with a body kit and all flared oh, out, yeah. yeah, oh, and so that's what Jarvis's was. That's oh. candy apple red, someone inky said, wheels. Oh, inky, oh. they do, they look good, Mata. The ones Kobe's talking about are called the pre L cars, uh, and I think that was 73 or 72. 73 back, 72 back. Uh, maybe I don't know, yeah, 73. They went to a rubber front bumper, yeah, well. I don't know about pre-L or any of that stuff, or pure-L or whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. You know about pre-L. That stuff, that stuff, that stuff eats anything, I tell you. <laughs> but, it's just rubbing alcohol. Yeah. But anyway, but, for the millennials, you know? Oh. But, but those are some good-looking cars. And modded, you got to think about it. People used to cut those things up right and left. I mean, it's like people flare out like mid-year Corvettes, which is like a sin now. Um, Rick Wasser had one when I was growing up very young and lightning hit a tree and fell on it. Mm. Was it flared? Uh, it was when the tree fell off. Yeah, once a that's, tree got yeah, done, it was flared the, all the, places. About four foot wider. <laughs> In all the wrong places. Splat. But, I mean, that was a very cool car, though, because you had Italian styling performance, or Italian styling with American performance. I mean, these were pretty reliable automobiles. Yeah, they were. Uh, even, you know, they got the 351 engine, and the transmission was a ZF transmission. So, I mean, it's pretty bulletproof. Yeah, I mean, and then that, that's, that was the thing compared to the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis. I mean, that was probably the most reliable car that came from that area. Yeah, I'd say so. By usually, far. American engines usually make Italian cars more reliable. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's like we were talking the other day. We got a, I got a good friend of mine that owns a. A dealership that sells BMWs and Jags and things like that. We were talking to this past weekend, and me and Richard were there, and we were talking about V12 Jags. And and uh, I told him, I said, yeah, the best V12 Jag in the world's got a small block Chevrolet in it. <laughs> but I, and I said, oh, I'd have one. I mean, I mean, like, literally, if he had the nicest V12 Jag in the world, I'm like, yeah. He's got a small block Chevy. I'm like, that thing got a Holly on it. Uh, he's a cool guy. He was pretty candid. Uh, I asked him if V12 Jags were as bad as everybody thinks they, thinks they are, and uh, he essentially said yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's bad when a car salesman agrees with you on something like that. He, he's supposed to be like, nah, they're, no, that's just all hype. Yeah, they're not hype. V12s are horrible. Yeah, yeah, they're awful. They are. They are bad, bad. I'll tell you another bad 70s car, and you talked about it earlier. Oh, yeah. The Pinto. The Pinto. Oh. The Pinto. What about the Mavericks? The Mavericks were bad ones too, but now, now we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get to the Mavericks. Don't get don't don't get jumping on me, Frog. We're talking on we on the Pinto kick now. Pinto, yeah. We on the Pinto beam. Pinto station wagon. Pinto station wagon. Speaking of Pinto station wagons, you know Jeff Dunham, the comedian, you know mm-hmm. the the puppet yeah. man. Yep. He actually restored one, a Pinto station wagon and a Bradley GT. Well, I mean, he's got enough money to. Do, I mean, he's got enough money to be considered stupid money. So that and, and I'll be honest with you, that's probably a stupid money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm all about the collector car hobby. It's actually one of those ones that were striped up silver, yellow, and like magenta stripes on it. It was like silver and black two-tone. 
It was some special edition wagon. Hmm. And like he paid an ungodly amount for it because it was fairly low miles, and then they ended up redoing it. And then he built a matching same year Econoline van to go with it. Now the Econoline van would be cool. Yeah, maybe. i tell you what ain't cool is these commercial breaks, man. They get us every time. Guys, stick around. We're talking 70s cars right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. We got Kobe Miller, local builder, in the studio. What's going on, everyone? We got Brielle and Smitty. What's happening? Using my government name again, Rob. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Breezy. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll let it slide this time. And, of course, we got the professor himself in the studio, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's happening, Speedway, Indiana? Ooh, I like that one. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good place. Yeah. Oh, it's Speedway. The Speedway in Indiana, though, was in Indianapolis. Yeah, but it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's something a little different. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Indianapolis is a, is a funky place. Sounds fast anyways. It is fast. Speedway. Sounds While we're good. speaking of fast, we're on fast cars. We are talking about some fast cars. We're talking Kobe's about some ready really to get to it. Re- really ready to get to us. So now we were talking about Pintos. Oh, yeah. That's not a fast car. <laughs> That's at all. not a fast car. It's no. still iconic. It is. It's definitely iconic. It's an iconic turd. I think yeah, I mean, is the best I agree. way to put it. It was I mean, a scheme. A steaming pile of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's an emoji for Pinto. it. Pinto. <laughs> but. Now, you were telling me like Robin Big, the show yeah. on MTV, they took and made an electric Pinto. Yeah, he bought a completely restored Pinto and then took it. I think Kobe said. West Coast Customs. West Coast Customs. They took out everything and converted it to a completely electric vehicle. Well, that's one way to make it less flammable. It is. Well, technically not really because, I mean, that's a lot of voltage rolling it's through a lot there. Of bat- now, now you're going to get shocked. Yeah. And, I mean, that dude was, what, six, eight, four hundred and some change? So, I mean, I know that suspension's not holding all those battery packs and generators and stuff (laughs) and him without bottoming out. If I'm not mistaken, he couldn't fit in it anyway. They tried that. It's like a 74 Cross Prius. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the, uh, I don't know, the Mustang 2 front ends or those Pintos, which is the same thing. They were pretty tough. I'm just throwing that out there. They are. I've seen them under F-Series trucks before. I've seen them under everything. Speaking of Mustang 2, that's another iconic 70s awesome car. Richard's dream car. I like them, um, and they really are. Like they catch a lot of flack for you know not being raging muscle cars, but nothing was in '74 through '78, and they are a good platform to build a hot rod on. And they're really closer to the '65 Mustang idea than the car that it replaced. Well, you got to think about it. The '71 through '73 Mustang one is exactly a shining star. That was like the luxury. I love them. Didn't they call it like the Grande or something? There was like, a Grande, yeah. Yeah, like or like some like XL Excursion Mustang or something. <laughs> there was a Grande, and then that gave way with the Mustang Two to the Gia package. The Venti. Is that where is the that Venti. where Starbucks got their Grande? But, but, but and this is and that's the thing with those Mustangs. I mean, me and Smitty almost lost our life to a '73 Mustang at SEMA this past year. Yeah. Chip Foose built one, and Chip Foose can take anything. He can take chicken poop and make chicken salad out of it. But I'm going to tell you, that's one car. I think there's, that's the reason Chip almost ran us over is because he was so ashamed of that car. He was ducked down yeah. driving it in, yeah. and we almost died. We almost died by one of the ugliest Mustangs I'd ever seen. Even sorry, after Chip Foose did it. I'm sorry, Chip. I think like, they just have really low front seats. No, 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 no. You just got to have really low expectations with exactly. that car. Exactly. <laughs> Like, like that's I just can't get down with it, man. I can't get down with it. I tell you what, 
it reminds me of, and and I don't want to get too far off the Ford bunch here, but it reminds me of a Javelin a little bit. Yeah. And that's another iconic 70s car. Yes. It's like a Javelin and a Lamborghini Espada had a baby. Two ugly cars. Yeah. They made an ugly baby. I, I love Espadas. Of course you do. Of course you do. I got to Google what an Espada is. I thought that was like some kind of cancer. I got to admit, I've never I got heard a spot of Espada. this. I've never heard of a Espada. Yeah. I don't think many people what have. What is it? It's a, it's a Lamborghini four-seat grand touring car from the 70s. Um, huh. They've got a very, not quite in the same vein as the Countach, but a very distinctive look. I'd so imagine who, so. What, what, what would that distinctive look be it's like? It's kind of like the... A Grande Mustang? Think about a Mustang, t- I mean, a, a 71 Mustang that's about 10 inches lower, about 7 inches wider, and almost as long. With four doors? No, two doors. So it was a two-door car still? Yeah, oh, it just had a back it was a seat. Car. It just had a back seat. Yeah. So it was like the Lamborghini for the family man. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where Porsche came up with that Carrera four-door Sports. It, it kind of looks like that, actually. M things are so ugly. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're all they're right. Ugly. Yeah, I mean, every I time I see them, the first thing that pops in my head: single dad. Yeah. yeah. Every time, dad with money, single dad. Yeah, but you got to think though. I mean, nine times out of ten, when I see one, it's a lady driving it with no kids in the car. Because she got the dad's ride <laughs> in the yeah, divorce. That's true. Yeah, in she the got divorce. the ride. He got the kids, huh? Exactly. But. So now to to the javelin. The javelin. Yeah, and go ahead and say it. I can I can feel the professor over there. He's like rubbing his hands together. It's no gremlin, but I do like javelins. You know who else like the javelin? Who else? The Alabama Police Highway Patrol. They actually did have javelin police cars. Yes, they used them for high speed pursuits. I guess they, there wasn't a lot they of chases. Would have had what the three hundred four in them? Four hundred one, oh, possibly up to. Wow, four hundred one, uh, maybe three ninety. I think it would depend huh. on the year that they oh, okay. use, but huh. it was four hundred one. The best looking, the best looking javelin ever made is the one the Ring Brothers built when we were at yes. SEMA this past year. The Ring Brothers. If you put enough Camaro parts on anything, like it had sixty nine Camaro bumpers on, and it's got yeah. like a Camaro RS style grill. The only thing they kept is like the humps in the fenders, and like the javelin emblems. They kept the gas door and the gas door. Like if you, and that's the thing. It's just. If you if you put enough first gen Camaro parts on anything, it's going to be cool. Was that the black one? It was gold. It was, gold. was it gold? It was gold. It was yeah. gold, it, and it looked like a Camaro with humps in the fenders. And it actually yeah. was a very pretty car. It was a very pretty car, and that's saying a lot for a Javelin. It's kind of like saying that's a very pretty Pinto. <laughs> it just don't even sound right. <laughs> it's like saying it's dark light. You know, it don't make sense. Dark light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just crazy. Richards over here, like, really. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's ever said that's a really pretty Pinto. No, no I, I, I guarantee that. But. Nobody got excited about getting a Pinto. Although, back in back in high school, there was a guy that had a Mercury Bobcat. Yes. And oh, this guy, Bobcat. which is the the metric equivalent of a Pinto, which was the Mercury version of it. But he was so excited about this Bobcat. It had a 2.3 turbo motor in it, though. Yeah, like, I remember that. I think he still has it, as a matter of fact. What about uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Shane Looper? The... Shane Looper's got the Bobcat wagon with the turbo. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a family heirloom right there. Well, yeah, I mean, because can't nobody get rid of it. <laughs> exactly. Nobody else is going to buy it. That's why it's a family heirloom. Yeah, that's you why there's give so that many thing away. Nobody's <laughs> going to buy it. Yeah, well, it's a one family owned. That's right, because you die with this thing. Exactly. That's like Richard's poster hanging in his bedroom of the of the Gremlin. The gr- <laughs> Now I will say this: the Gremlin as a whole 
sucks. The Gremlin X with a 304, I'll give it a few cool points. I, I want to put purple hornies on one and make it sound like a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Only now, you, Richard. Now, but I mean, that's a 70s car, though. Those, those are cool. The 304s, the little red ones with the white stripe, I <laughs> like that. Yeah, I wonder where you can find one of those. I just wonder. Hmm. Richard almost had a conniption fit last year at Motorfest. I've never seen. No, I take that back, actually. I've seen Richard get this excited twice. One time over a certain Dodge Omni, and one time over a Gremlin X at Carolina Motorfest at Greenville Pickens Speedway. Richard seen it. He said, Rob, I just found the perfect car. I'm selling the Daytona. I'm buying me a car. I, I found rem- this car. I remember that day because Richard actually grabbed me to go show me the Gremlin X. <laughs> and I thought we were, I didn't know what he was talking about. He's like, you got to come check this out. You got to come check it out. We're walking down through there. I'm expecting a, I don't know, a, a vet, a, a, a Malibu or something. And then I literally kept walking as he stopped. And I turned around and there it was, a Gremlin X. I just I like traditionally beautiful vehicles. Are we and still talking about Gremlin Nexus? And Dodge Omnis. And Dodge Omnis. Bless <laughs> your heart. Like, like, step away like from that morning, Omni. that morning, Carolina Motorfest, I never thought about it when I first woke up that I was going to have to slap one of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm literally just going to open hand and slap them, just beat some sense into them. I tell you what, these commercial breaks are coming up God, on right and left. Up. Wow. Killing me, killing me, another killing one, me. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking 70s right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.